Hello everyone and welcome to This Makes Us Uncomfortable, a show about things that make you and I uncomfortable, things that we have a hard time talking about with other people. My name is Candice and I use she, her, and they, them pronouns. And today I have with me... Hello, my name is Ashley. I use they, them pronouns. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm queer. Uh, I have you no have fears. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I'm Alex. Um, I use they, them pronouns. So y'all, today, as usual, we're going to talk about what makes us uncomfortable. So Bi Visibility Day just happened. And Ooh. yes, woo, so exciting. Um, I think, though, that something that a lot of people don't know about me is I actually am super uncomfortable with the word bisexual and, like, telling people that I am bisexual. And mm. I think it's because, like... I associate that word one with coming out and I didn't have any violent coming out experiences but they weren't super positive like I didn't really like want them to happen if that makes sense mm -hmm. and also I like kind of associate it with like some violent experiences um, but I am super proud of being bi and like all of those different things I love being a bi person um, also just as like a side note bi identities are real and valid and bi mm -hmm. people experience violence statistically sexual violence in particular and interpersonal violence statistically more at higher rates than other people and you all should respect bi people also if there were pan people that you saw celebrating bi visibility day mind your business because if pan people want to celebrate they're allowed to because their identity is statistically erased all the time and you should just let them celebrate whenever they want to yeah that's valid Thank you. <laughs> so Ashley, what makes you uncomfortable today? Ooh, today. Oh, today specifically. Um, this makes me uncomfortable, I feel, like, a lot of the time, I guess. But people who lack self-awareness. Um, and lack self-awareness, when I say that, like, I think we all, like, lack self-awareness in some degree. But I mean more so when, like, it's so intense and so profound that, like, you're affecting other people and like abusing other people, right? And like involving other people in that, like, um, like your inability to be conscious and see how your actions affect others. I think that's really like, um, it seems so simple, but some people, I mean, it's just, it's like, it's ingrained in them to not really, I don't know. I guess I'm just dealing with a, an extreme in my life right now that is kind of hard to, to figure out, right? So like figuring out people don't aren't really know right, right? aren't taking that initiative or maybe like aren't capable and like that goes into like you know some mental illnesses and you know mental health and stuff so I don't, I don't really know but yeah this made me really uncomfortable but yeah I feel like I have grown or learned a little bit on how to manage my discomfort and like be comfortable with that idea of navigating my own discomfort you know what's so funny yeah what's up? about that i hate being uncomfortable i say as i have a podcast <laughs> just yeah. strictly being uncomfortable i, I hate it like yeah, i avoid I uncomfortable I situations all the time uncomfortable conversations i think i'm better Definitely. at but even then like part of the reason i created the podcast was to challenge myself right. to be uncomfortable mm. but like i avoid traveling mm. i avoid you know Do, going certain places I do avoid Yeah, because I love watching scary movies to feel that discomfort of, like, adrenaline rush, yeah. like, kind of 
Yeah. Fun fact, Ashley and I used to live together, and this one time, we were wa- they were watching It, and I literally oh, didn't yeah. leave my room the entire yeah, movie, yeah. and they were playing it so loud, and I was so scared. So sorry about that. It's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> I just listened to a lot of music. I'm not sure. But you were playing it so yeah. loud. It was at the highest volume you could oh, possibly yeah. play that damn movie, and I was scared. Okay. Alex, yeah. what makes you uncomfortable? I get uncomfortable by... um. Like, sometimes with these uncomfortable conversations, like, no matter how much we, like, think about them or talk about them, sometimes it's, like, really easy for me to slip into, like, kind of, like, a state of hopelessness. Like, mm. like the changes that I can achieve in my life and the conversations I can have are still not, like, enough, it feels like sometimes. And mm-hmm. I go back and forth with that, too. Sometimes I'm like, yeah. okay, I should still do my individual actions and, like, you know, I can still, like, have any impact which is better than no impact um but sometimes it's like really uncomfortable for me like when I just stop and think like no we really need structural change like me doing Mm -hmm. my thing is not enough and it almost feels sometimes like I'm not accomplishing anything yeah so that makes that feeling that I can't work towards something makes me uncomfortable Mm -hmm. even though like today I'm on a good day so I'm feeling like all right let's do the podcast like yeah. We're gonna, like, you know, teach so many people some stuff, so I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I think that you are working towards structural change. It's just really mm-hmm. hard to find out where you are in the journey of yeah. structural change, and mm-hmm. ending oppression is really, really difficult, especially because there's so many different things mm-hmm. and that all... need to be fixed, and they're all so interconnected, exactly. and yeah. it's where all do you start? just like I mean... a, where do you start, where do you end, it's yeah. just... <laughs> It's you don't. A mess. <laughs> you don't you, end. You do start. You just don't end. Yeah. Because it's always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an ongoing. Okay. So you all sent us some questions, and we're gonna answer them. Mm. The first question is: Is there something wrong with me if I'm not orgasming with my partners? No. There's a lot of different reasons that that could be happening. Um, it could be that they're not doing what you need, but it is important to point out that there could be something happening with your body um you could Mm -hmm. be dealing with some sensitivity issues um your mind could not be in the right frame like if you're really anxious it makes it hard to orgasm like there are different things but there's nothing wrong with you there's just issues that can be fixed I don't like to say that there's something wrong with you Mm -hmm. as a person um but there is very valid reasons of not being able to orgasm i saw this tweet that made me so mad (laughs) about um what was this guy that was being rude about like people using high-powered vibrators Mm -hmm. and not being able to orgasm yeah and someone was like well maybe you just can't make people come well that guy was rude but one high-powered vibrators can like um, decrease your sensitivity Mm -hmm. and make it hard for you to orgasm, or he could just not be able to make women (laughs) orgasm or people with vaginas orgasm, but regardless, um, it is possible for people, some people do have a hard time orgasming, and when we Mm -hmm. talk about how, like, there's no, the only reason could be your partner, um, that's really invalidating for people, so there could be several things happening. Do you all have thoughts? But it also definitely could, could be, be your, your partner. partner. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's what I was gonna say. Same. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely. Or check partners. Your partners. Yeah, partners. take your partners. Ask them like, y'all wanna try something new? Like, are you down for? Like, what are you doing but, really down there? But also, <laughs> what are you doing down there? But also, like, I definitely have experience. Like, I, as a person who's been having sex for years, like, definitely, like, many of, or like, a few of those years, like, I also was not. Um, orgasming so like I feel like 
everyone's just on a journey. Don't really know what changed, but... Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> I wouldn't... Like, I feel like that was, like, the hardest part for me personally. Just, like, other people... Like, just, like, feeling like I was the only one not experiencing this. So, mm-hmm. if that's, like, of any concern to you, just know, like, mm-hmm. I've been there, so... Yeah, and I feel like also because... You, like, if you don't... If you're still enjoying it, and yeah. you feel because you don't have an orgasm, and that's what people really talk about and emphasize as being, like, the real pleasure in having sex, like, if you're still enjoying it, just enjoy it. Enjoy what yeah, you're having. Yeah, orgasm like, doesn't really, have like, to be a goal. Yeah. Like, don't exactly, feel exactly. bad. Like, don't feel like you failed or your sex experience yeah, wasn't good wasn't because you did an orgasm. Yeah, for sure. All right. Our next question was basically asking, um, regardless of the Democratic candidate that is chosen... For the nomination, mm-hmm. how do we keep people engaged in wanting to participate in the election um, and wanting to vote and things of that nature? And this is hard for yeah. me to answer because <clears throat> a lot of these people are really, really violent individuals. Yeah. Like Kamala mm-hmm. Harris is a whole pig and a cop. And I said what I said. And Joe Biden participated. A predator, you're so right. Yeah. Don't apologize, he's a predator. And openly participated in a mass deportation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, are, some of them are just really, really violent. So it's really hard to, I guess, pick, like, the lesser of two evils. But I think it is important to point out when the lesser of two evils are lesser. I once took a class about collective action and social movements. And one thing that my professor talked about is, like, having good conditions to participate in your activism. Mm -hmm. And 45 is creating a lot of negative, a lot of negative situations that makes activism hard. So I think that the point is not that these people are going to fix problems. I think you need to think about what situation is going to make your activism the best. But something that really scares me is people not caring about these issues anymore because we are like the situation's better we have a democratic president now Woohoo! like mm-hmm. everything's yeah, great not. that's not how that works sweetheart complacency is, yeah, never, complacency good. is <laughs> never good like i have said in the past like having a democratic president is not a w like it's like or in some ways it's not like definitely like more work needs to be done like that's not the end which is like what makes it like really, like, complicated, I think, to, like, campaign for any of these people or, like, help there. Because on the one hand, like, I think we all want a Democrat to win, at least Mm -hmm. in the reality of, like, in this realm where that is, like, what is possible. Like, um, but it's hard, I think, for a lot of, like, young, like, really radical activists Mm -hmm. um, to really get excited about that just because, like, that's, at least for me, none of them are it, like, that's mm-hmm. not it for me. Yeah. Um, so it's, like, hard to, like, enthusiastically get behind any of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, me like, too. most yeah. people, like, or, like, don't realize how politics um, affects so many things. Like, maybe what we need is just, like, to get a certain group of people excited who otherwise wouldn't be, or, like, not excited, but at least, like, recognizing mm-hmm. the importance yeah. of, like, participating. Engaged. Um, so it's, like, a balance of, like, okay how do I, like, as an activist, get people engaged, and as an activist also, like, recognize that these people are, like, extremely, like, violent, have done, um, like, that 
they are like not really what I want but that's really the most possible thing like like what is in the realm of possibility like for this election like what yeah. can happen yeah I do yeah. want to make it clear I don't just dislike Joe Joseph and Kamala um I dislike all of them <laughs> for the record Can't yeah stand same. even the seemingly more radical one radical quote-unquote yeah yeah even like even like recognizing that none of them can bring about the radical change that we need and Mm -hmm. like just with the like nature of like how politics work in the U.S. context it's like there is no reality in which like once they win the primary they won't go more towards like the moderate yeah like the way that the system works, like, they just need to get these independents, these undecideds, like, maybe pick up a few Republicans who might otherwise, like, you know, so it's, like, recognizing that that is, like, built into the system, like, these people are going to have all these liberal policies, you're gonna have a few liberal people that move everyone more left, and then once whoever wins their, like, the primary, they're all going to shift, like, any candidate is going to, yeah, yeah, is going to shift, towards the middle or find something that makes them more appealing to more appealing to the median voter like everything in politics is ruled by the median voter yeah yeah Yeah. and then the next question which is related is how do we make people excited to campaign and vote for other offices like local elections and things like that Mm -hmm. i just go do it I don't know what else to say on that. Just, like, please understand how important those things are. Judges are super important. Like, there's just so many different things that you need to be educated about. Like, I hate to sound so serious, but this isn't a game. These are our lives here. And we are, like, the education that Mm -hmm. these children are getting, the food that we have access to, mm-hmm. um, things like medical cannabis and like the decriminalization of cannabis in general. There are so many different things that are decided based on local or that could be helped. Um, and not even just local, but even statewide and, uh, federal, um, politicians, mm-hmm. um, that we're just completely ignoring because we think that the presidency is the most important or, um, Congress people are the most important and that's just not the truth and you just have to do better. Yeah. I think for those of us who are aware of this, I think it's important for us to like go out there and educate as many people as we can and like let them know. You don't have to do that much, you know? Like, you can do the bare minimum, minimum, but if everyone is doing the minimum, yeah, uh, yeah easier things, you know, we can all kind of get to a place, or to a better place, or, yeah, no, I don't know, it's kind of hard, but... And I think, like, an important thing is also even, like, recognizing that. I, for the longest time, didn't recognize, like, the importance of, like, mm. local politics, or, like, politics, like, on a smaller scale, like like, mayors and that sort of thing, and, like, I've taken some, like, geography classes now, and, like, political geography class that I'm taking now, like, talks about, like, why it is this way, like, cities can't afford to not deal with certain problems that, like, the federal government might not be able to, and, like, also just, like, in thinking of, like, the state, like, the state has these, like, territorial boundaries that they need to, like, focus on or whatever, like, whereas, like, that's not the same with cities, so they just have different priorities, like, 
and you can also like talk with those people like so they mm-hmm. need to substance like substantively like affect the lives of people living there they can't afford to just not deal with issues that are affecting people like presidents can get away with a lot like congress people can get mm-hmm. away with a lot but how much can like a mayor Local. Yeah, yeah like how much yeah. can you get away with not solving before the people are like right. all right your time is up yeah i feel like yeah. they can be kept more accountable like they, by the yeah. way, people just because it's like they, know, the proximity is there like, you can go to their office or like send them letters like and you know a lot of people do that and also in like fixing like large problems and there's, like, a lot of moving parts, a lot of things that need to get fixed versus, like, if you're looking at something in one city, it's, like, there are a lot less parts that need to get moved, a lot less people Mm -hmm. that need to be, like, worked with, brought together to fix one problem in one city, which could then be, like, a good template for, like, another city, whereas, like, you can imagine a national problem would, you know, it's such a much larger scale. Mm -hmm. It requires so many more, like, like, it really does require like now coordinating all these different cities and all the people those cities would have needed to coordinate so like a lot more can be achieved with like local like even more even smaller than the state politics like city politics and that sort of thing mm-hmm. okay, cool so those are all the questions that we have for today if you want to ask some questions make sure you dm me uh us uncomfortable on twitter and instagram i have <laughs> i have a curious cat now you can also email me at this makes us uncomfortable at gmail.com all right and so today our main topic is food justice um i do want to give um some form of a trigger warning when we're talking about food and where our food comes from we can't talk about that without talking about abuse of um animals and people Um, and I do want to just mention that we will, we won't go into very descriptive details, um, but we will be being honest about specifically the way that a lot of people in the food industry are being abused. Mm -hmm. All right. So where, I guess, does our food even come from? Like, where do y'all think, or where do y'all know, Mm -hmm. um, the way we structurally and culturally eat food? And why do we eat it the way that we do? Yeah, that's a really good question that everyone should be asking themselves every time they eat something. Where is this coming from? Yeah. Who's being affected by this? Um, <clears throat> yeah, so at least one thing that comes to mind like when talking about food is like the food pyramid, like why we consume, what we consume. A lot of that is driven by like education. Like obviously like the food pyramid is produced by the government. Mm-hmm. But, like, just the way that we think about politics and other avenues with, like, people lobbying the government and that being sort of corrupt and, like, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Like, oftentimes, like, things like the food pyramid are not seen as, like, as politically contentious. Like, when that's mm-hmm. sort of incorrect, like, there are definitely, like, like the dairy industry, like, different, like, um, like meat, like, producers, like, lobbying... Mm-hmm. Like, produ- like, the people who literally produce a food pyramid that is taught to everyone who goes to public school, yeah. um, like, at such a young age, like, this shapes the way that we, like, the lifestyles we form, mm-hmm. the things that we eat, and also the way that we think about those things, you know, what we think of as healthy, you know, what you grow up, like, thinking of as healthy is a lot harder to change if someone presents you with new evidence So even thinking about how political it is, the way that we think about, like, what is healthy for us and what is not healthy, Mm -hmm. like, 
the USDA has literally been sued for having dairy and having other things on the food pyramid and like for as even necessity. having them yeah mm-hmm. as a necessity and then also the quantities to which they're on there mm-hmm. it's really misleading when those things are not actually good for us and like that like contributes to so much like illness um and unwellness yeah I think also tied to the politics of it all is like the money that's being put into these different industries so like you have the the meat and dairy industry I believe it's like 38 billion dollars um worth of subsidies are giving to these industries so that they could keep producing and keep you know you know um tearing down land and forestry for like that's affecting indigenous right. peoples and terribly so. people. Yeah. And we can look at the Amazon and like that in a way was really impacted by um yeah. by that, but we don't have to get and into that, that. And I think it's also important to remember that so or to know at least that so much of our food and what we consume just comes from like white settler colonialism mm-hmm. and um just the way that we eat, like, mass meat production is just a direct product of colonization, and those are just the facts, and I think it's also important to know, I think that something I really struggle with with that is when we talk about soul food, like, obviously I really love soul food, my family's Jamaican, that's not soul food, but, you know, I grew (laughs) up eating oxtail and things like that, but a lot of that comes from slavery, Mm -hmm. like, or enslavement, rather, and when my ancestors were being enslaved, they were given, like, the scraps of what, like, chicken wings, pig's feet, mm-hmm. I've never eaten pig's feet, but I know people enjoy it, yeah, and they really do. oxtails, <laughs> and things mm-hmm. of that nature, like, that's the scraps that they were given, but it's also so hard, because, like, how do you reconcile the fact that something that your grandmother taught you to cook, or something that reminds you of home really is stems from enslavement and like Mm -hmm. cultural food in general like food is just such a cultural thing that it's really hard for us to talk about um vegan soul food is fire though for the record yeah it really is yeah Yeah. but like cultural foods in general are just it's really hard to talk about those things right because there are so many connections and like such it, it becomes such a part of your identity right like disconnecting from that <laughs> it's very complicated because we're talking about something that we identify with and, and the history of it and the history of it and something that connects to our culture and our history is harmful and that's really upsetting and really confusing for me yeah. personally to think about mm-hmm. yeah it's, it, it is really true that um cultural food uh, cultural food is complicated um i feel like a lot of the times yeah it stems from a like a necessity of like just working with what you're given and what you're given oftentimes is just really the bare minimum and uh for people of color for people of color yeah like my parents are cuban um and you know i think about how everything was you know by the book you could only get this one of this one of that um and you know, you had to scavenge to get other things that you wanted that, like, you were denied because it wasn't part of your, like, monthly, um, ration, right? So, yeah, but we still, like, today, I still eat the things that my parents, like, were able to scavenge and get, like, you know, my, my grandfather was a fisherman, and he, you know, he was really lucky that when the Russians would come to bring, 
um, different imported goods that were only for like the really um, wealthy people or the people who were part of the government. He would steal things and put it under his hat and take it home. And it was like really like just things you wouldn't see otherwise in Cuba, like in the, the normal person there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's also hard when you can't connect or you don't have the access to the cultural foods, right? Yeah, it makes you feel like you've lost part of your identity, yeah. mm-hmm. almost. Like, you're... I think that that's why vegan soul food is so important to me, mm-hmm. because, like, not eating soul food at all feels wrong. feels dirty. I need mm-hmm. someone to give me some real... I've been looking for moxtail, which is, like, fake yeah. oxtail recipes, um, because, like, not eating oxtail hurts my heart. Mm. I've also looked it up, because my mom really likes oxtail, and I yeah. didn't want to try to veganize it, but... Yeah. That's a hard, it's a hard one, yeah. Yeah, but Cuban oxtail and Jamaican oxtail are vastly different. Yeah, I'm sure very different. Yeah. Yeah. So what do y'all think that food justice is? Food justice, I would say it's like three different things. This is what I've read. Um, and like, read studies and like, they consider that it's accessibility. So like, having it around you, like access in a, in a way that's easy. Like you don't need to have a car to access it. Like, it's just there affordability so your income has to be sufficient to meet that and it means like allowing people like like you know a a living wage a good living wage a thriving wage yeah a thriving wage that's good i like that Um, i love that yeah i'm gonna start using yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then it's availability of the food in the sense that it's neutrally dense it's culturally appropriate and you like it's it, like good for you. Yeah, yeah, like it's good You're for not you. Like it, yourself. yeah, yeah, to eat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say, yeah, just having that, getting enough, yeah. feeling like you don't have to. I read something that said um, having people access to food in quote unquote socially acceptable ways. Yeah, which yeah. sounds kind of strange, I guess, but it's like like not forcing you. To steal, like not feeling like you have to steal, but hey, if you have to steal, you know there are like places like yeah. I'm actually, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> if, all I'm saying is, if you're stealing, I'm keeping my mouth shut. shut. I mind my business. Walmart, Publix, dude, I'm minding my business. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I didn't see it. Um, but yeah, and like uh, scavenging. No, but I was even talking about this. Um this morning with someone like like these group of people that were like oh yeah like like food pantry on campus like free food or whatever and like they took issue with it or whatever because well because it was like um people who people were framing in a way as if like not for people with need it's just like free food like oh yeah come get food from the pantry and they took issue with that and then (laughs) i was like like i totally understand that like people like if they don't have need should not like take things from a pantry that would go to people who otherwise like mm-hmm. have a need for it but then there's this like whole thing where there's like there's definitely stigma around like food pantries and people being food. greedy and which is gross Policing if you think people? that way yeah, you're no. classist yeah okay thanks bye yeah. uh-uh. and and also just like i think there is like a lot of stigma about being low income and like needing help like needing assistance like mm-hmm. not being like self-sufficient which is obviously like flawed thinking like we're mm-hmm. not like a lot of people aren't even getting living wages right not not even to mention thriving, thriving wages, wages. Like, not living even living wages, wages. Yeah. you know so i think there is a lot of stigma though like people blame themselves um mm-hmm. so like 
a lot of this, like, like, speech of, like, okay, like, oh, like, kind of normalizes food pantries, so it's, like, a double-edged sword, you know, like, mm-hmm. you don't want people, like, you don't want to make it seem, like, it's cool, like, everyone can just grab food from here, like, yeah. even if they don't need it, it's just a free food, like, for no reason, definitely there's a purpose, but, like, also, like, you want that stigma, you don't want that stigma to exist so that people who are in need don't, like, feel, like, uncomfortable, um, uncomfortable, like, being, mm-hmm. like, taking advantage of resources that they need because they have been disadvantaged in some other way because mm-hmm. some awful force has created these this situation mm-hmm. for them, and now on top of it, they have to feel bad about not being, like, quote-unquote self-sufficient being able to feed themselves when really that's not of their own doing that's not their own fault yeah Yeah. I do want to point out that like two of the three people having this conversation are completely vegan and I'm vegan-ish um but like being vegan is not inherently food justice like that's Mm -hmm. definitely not what we're saying in any way shape or form and I want to like emphasize that like Mm -hmm. especially like white veganism Mm -hmm. Mm Y'all are a mess. Yeah, yeah, literally. Um, I think that there's a lot of, like, for example, like, when the um, Amazon was being burned down, there were so many white vegans who were like, just, you know, it's all about meat production and all these different things. And, like, if you all just stopped eating meat, like, the rainforest wouldn't be burning Mm. down and all those different things. And it's like... Or maybe if these governments respected indigenous lands and weren't greedy and disgusting and Mm -hmm. violent, like, these lands wouldn't be being burned down. Like, you're simplifying something that's not simple in any way, shape, or form. I have been told that um, indigenous um, people in Brazil have asked us to stop eating Brazilian meat. Um, And if that's the case, then you need to respect, or because that is the case, you need to respect that and do your best not to eat Brazilian meat if you can, if you're Mm -hmm. able to find out where you're me and beef is coming from but that doesn't change the fact that that is not the sole reason for mm-hmm. the amazon burning down and like yeah. white vegans y'all are just a mess and i want you to stop mm-hmm. doing that because you're so capable of doing so much better yeah and y'all know who you are like it's not just you know who you are and you happen to be white right it's not it's not that it's like the idea already yeah. like white feminism yeah. right and to be honest like, like, the tea is that you don't need, need to be white to be a white vegan. Yeah. 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 That is a real You tea know, here. if you're accusatory and, like, you're trying to just attack, even if it's not, like, a direct attack at people who do consume animal products, like, you know, just just relax. Educate people. Like, remember that people are going to do whatever the fuck they want, whether you're yelling at them or not. Like, yeah. they're going to choose their own way, like, what's right for them. Yeah. Also, can you consider health issues? Like, yeah, there's a lot a of things, like, a lot of meat alternatives that I can't really digest. And so, um, I, if I have to choose between eating, like, chicken or something that is going to, like, really upset my stomach or something that's, I have fibromyalgia, so something that's going to trigger, like, chronic pain or something like mm-hmm. that, I'm gonna choose chicken. Yeah. Why would I, like, that's not my fault that we don't live in a country or live in a world that we haven't provided accessible food for people with health conditions. Like, mm-hmm. that just has nothing to do with me. And, like, 
yes, I can try to make sure, like, things are as ethically sourced as possible, but it's just very complicated. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of y'all don't consider people's health issues. Like, I have a friend who's basically allergic to plants, and homie will just never mm-hmm. be able to stop eating meat. Yeah, um, right. And it's just very difficult for people sometimes to stop eating animal products, and y'all just need to relax. Yeah, just do your part. If you can do it, then good for you, like... That's all that matters. Yeah. Also, stop shaming people who are reducing the amount of meat and animal products they produce. Yeah. And, like, or maybe they have, like, a cheat day a year or something like that. Like, they're doing their best and they've still made a difference. There's something so, like, um, problematic about, or stigmatizing. I don't know. Like, there's Mm. something with the word vegan that turns a lot of people off from doing something just because they can't do everything so they do nothing and like this policing of like other vegans just like in so many ways i want y'all to mind your business mind your business yeah Yeah. jesus it's it's pretty easy it's so easy to mind the business that minds you (laughs) but also just like also i feel like so much of that activism like is focused in incorrect like avenues like I definitely mm-hmm. do believe like the animals should have rights that mm-hmm. like eating meat is wrong but not any wrong any more wrong than a whole bunch of other systems that we engage in mm-hmm. all the time for food production yeah like there are lots like people are being hurt by like food production as well and environments and whole thing so like while I do think it's wrong, that doesn't, like, that is not for me to, like, police other people because Mm -hmm. certainly things that I engage in, like, are wrong as well. Mm -hmm. And, like, everyone just does the best that they can. And if vegans are focusing, like, the focus, like, yes, it is good to, like, have a focus um, on people, like, who are low income or, like, have, like, dietary restrictions in the sense of, like, coming up with solutions like I think that certainly would be a helpful form of activism like oh here are some ways like I can give you a list of things that are vegan from the Dollar Tree like if you need something Mm, as a low-income person the Dollar Tree is the spot for vegan treats yeah the spring roll you could get 10 spring rolls for a dollar you could get 10 cookies bruh you could get like Indian style like meatballs like you could get like veggie patties like for, like, literally $1, and it's, like, multiple of them in, mm-hmm. in packages. In that sense, like, yes, it's helpful, but, like, there's no way white vegans can come for, like, low-income people and, like, people with, like, actual dietary restrictions as a form of criticism. Like, mm-hmm. I think that is, like, an ineffective and also, like, kind of fucked-up use of, like... A lot of times racist. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of times also racist, um, like, but, yeah, yeah like... Yeah, and I think I just want to touch more on your point. Um, I guess two things I want to talk about is, like, again, like, not having access to food and, like, mm-hmm. um, like food deserts are really real and, Super. like, and it's, like, really hard for some people to, it's really hard for people to get healthy food or just to get food, like, go to the grocery yeah. store and for them to not eat, like, fast food and things like that. And it's really disgusting that we live in a country and in a world where we 
basically prioritize who gets to eat, like who gets mm-hmm. to sustain their body. Because of money. Because of money yeah. and as if they're worthless and they're not yeah. allowed to eat. Like that's so gross. It's it's terrible. The other thing I want to touch on that you said was about how oh, all of our food consumption comes from like the abuse of labor mm-hmm. um, and how just people who... We see those videos. Also, I don't appreciate you all sharing videos oh, yeah. of immigrants working in fields and, like... Mm. First of all, how dare you? How dare you just yeah. exploit, like, this these people for videos like, and, like, retweets porn. and, mm-hmm. like, poverty porn and, like, you don't need to do all of that. You need to stop. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that workers' rights is definitely something that we need to talk about when it comes to food consumption. For sure. Yeah. For sure. No, that for me is, like, like, I definitely think Ashley touched on, like, almost all the points, like, exactly what I would have said about food justice. The only thing, um, that I would add would probably be, like, that is, like, food justice certainly in the people, like, in terms of people consuming it, but, and then you have to look on the other side, like, people producing it, like, what conditions Mm -hmm. do they work under, like, that sort of thing, and so much of food, um, Injustice is, like, the exploitation of, of labor. Um, I think, like, food production is, like, one of the most dangerous jobs in the United States. Mm-hmm. Like, these workers are paid um, so little. So little. Uh, there's also, like, you know, the, like, stress of, like, obviously a lot of them work under the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and Some of them are undocumented. Yeah, they're undocumented. Yeah. Um, so just that fear that your employer, like, can um call like ice on you or something which is obviously like awful and mm-hmm. is abolish like the case ice. of like abolish ice yeah, yeah truly abolish ice um like those raids that happened i think it was two months ago basically like where 680 people were like raided at their jobs at a poultry plant and that mm-hmm. was shortly after the workers um won a three million dollar like lawsuit in mm. which they like sued um coke food coke industries for the abuse of their workers like i think it was like um it had like to do with like some sexual abuse also like sandal so basically the workers won three million dollars and then shortly after ice just happens to show up and deport 680 people yeah sounds sounds really sus like sounds really um so, like, there's also, like, even if that doesn't happen, just, like, the fear that that could happen mm-hmm. is extremely, like, stressful, traumatic. Um, yeah. Not to mention, like, these workers, like, just, like, I'm not going to say no one, but, like, most people do not want to kill other beings day in and day out. Even if they're perfectly fine with eating meat, no one wants to occupy that. Slaughter. Yeah, yeah no one wants to slaughter other beings, like, as a job Mm -hmm. that is obviously something out of necessity to support their families um to make ends meet and that causes like ptsd there are high rates of ptsd Mm. in um factory farm workers like that sort of thing like oh yeah a lot of sorry a lot of women um that have been interviewed or like maybe like the few that have been interviewed have spoken about you know experiencing sexual abuse and that it comes in when you're dealing with you know factory farm workers slaughterhouse workers and also you know people who are working in agriculture like that's a big thing too yeah Uh, especially if 
you are of undocumented status and like you know that again like Alex mentioned they could they can just call ice on you yeah and I've like worked in the past with the the coalition of Immokalee workers which is like Mm -hmm. a a group of migrant workers in South Florida um and they've come up with something like the fair food program which Mm -hmm. basically like is like um a certain amount more money per pound of tomatoes that they harvest, but also has, like, some regulation on the treatment of workers and, like, how many strikes you can get um, for, like, something like um, sexual abuse before, like, you are basically, like, blacklisted as, like, a, a producer or, like, a, a farm or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it's important to, like, listen to these actual workers' programs mm-hmm. and, like, things that, certifications that have been made by them that they themselves campaign and champion and, like, not purchase things from places that aren't signed on to the Fair Food gra- mm-hmm. Program, a.k.a. Publix. Like, yeah. Wendy's, which Steal is basically, Publix. like, an industry standard. <laughs> like, to give you an idea of how much of an industry standard this is already, like, Walmart is even signed on to the Fair Food Program. So, like, <laughs> even Walmart. So, like, Walmart. And Walmart is not good to people. Yeah, like, no. Walmart is literally so bad to people, and even they're signed up for the fair food program, so, like, Publix, Wendy's, what are you doing? Girl, what you doing? Yeah, come on. Um, I also want to say that, like, post-traumatic stress disorder is relevant, not relevant, prevalent in, um, agriculture mm-hmm. workers as well because of the harsh conditions in which they're working, and again, this, yeah. the sexual and interpersonal violence that they have to face. Mm-hmm. Um, in general. Yeah. And, like, pesticides, like, that, like, okay. literally burn their hands, put them in danger, like, they have respiratory problems, like, yeah. so not even just, it's like, mental, um, health, but also, like, physical, physical health pain. is very dangerous yeah. and, like, very taxing. Yeah. Alright, so how do y'all think that we, like, what does food justice, like, we talked a lot about food injustice and what that looks like, but what does food justice look like? We talked about workers' rights. Um, having produce and things available, I think, is something that's really important. Um, yeah. I think that having, like, local farm workers and farm workers, excuse me, farmer's markets. Super are, good. Super <laughs> great. If you can support your local farmer's markets, that would be great. I think that there are links and resources online, as per usual. I will put links in the description of, like, if I can find any of ways that you can find your local farmer's market yeah. and things of that nature. Um, yeah. If you, like, get SNAP benefits, some of them double your SNAPs, your SNAP benefits, right? Yeah. So you get, like, you can get even yeah. more food, perhaps? Yeah, food stamps is another word for SNAPs. Yeah. There are ones, like, so is, let's say you swipe your food stamps card for, like, $5, they'll give you $10 in tokens so that you can, um, you can spend $10 on, um, whatever's in the farmer's market, and they have those programs nationwide. Yeah. So, like, encouraging, I guess, um... Spreading the like, information yeah, is really important. Spreading the information and encouraging, like, grocers and stuff to, like, actually come to these communities that only have, like, a general, like, Dollar General or a gas station. And then, like, for miles, you don't have an actual grocery store where you can go and get, like, food. Because <laughs> you can get food at the gas station, but that food is usually not very healthy. It leads you to, like, you know just eat a bunch of trash and like not feel like you might feel good because you enjoy it because we love sugar we love salty things Uh, we love snacks like that's good but i love snacks at the end of the day it's not nourishing your body yeah yeah you can more susceptible to getting sick especially kids 
Um, yeah. No. And just having access to food, like, imagine, like, something that's really difficult is for students who aren't getting food, mm-hmm. like, elementary, middle, and high school yeah, students who aren't getting food, and, like, how are you supposed to focus yeah. on your schoolwork if you didn't eat breakfast? Yeah. So I think it's important for, like, school programs, lunch programs to do better, right? Yeah. And, like... I know the food court exists and they're trying to do things to like encourage schools and like local uh like have local um initiatives where they like collab with people in the community to like like with farms in the community to bring like local produce to school and actually like you know make something yummy and and fun and like encourage kids to eat better yeah um yeah and also the government please like give <laughs> Give more money. <laughs> like Give more money to to school lunch programs and to, like, the SNAP food stamps program. Like Yeah. yeah. And also, this, I feel like, is something that goes back to the politics question that we were talking about. Yeah. Like, a lot of this could be achieved through, like, like probably a mayor could be like, all right, this is what we're going to do in the schools in this city. You yeah. know, like, looking at that, like, who, yeah. like, how they feel about food justice. But honestly... I think, like, food justice is also, like, like influenced by, like, what is possible for you. Like, if you have the ability to, like, and the time, like, obviously a lot of privilege involved here, but if you have the time and the access to find out information of where your food comes from, look it up. Boycott things. Like, literally don't get things, like, that are especially exploitative because everything is exploitative. Um... Mm-hmm. And, like, go to farmer's markets, but then, you know, that that's, like, something that's not in the realm of possibility for a whole other yeah. um, group of people. So, food justice in that, um, in those instances, like, looks different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that some people feel that, like, growing and making your own things is really important, like, or not really important, it's just a way for you <clears throat> to enact food justice and like to take things into your own hands like I make my own milk Mm -hmm. and um also like some people grow their own plants and things like that which also again privilege is there like Mm -hmm. if you don't live in a place where you can grow your own plants and food um that would be difficult also if you just don't have the time because of the amount that you're working and things of that nature is just very valid um, yeah. I think that some of the harmful plants that I wanted to highlight, um, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to milk, I know that a lot of people, something that's really easy for them to cut out is, mm-hmm. like, dairy milk. I know very few people who drink dairy milk, so, and they drink, like, almond and cashew, even if they're not vegan, vegetarian, yeah, or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but almond milk takes so much water, and it's, it's so... It's crop. It's such it's a thirsty, thirsty crop. crop yeah. <laughs> and it's taking a lot of water away from communities like a lot of clean fresh water Mm -hmm. um from communities and it's really harmful but there are so many different types of milk i'm not gonna sit here and list all the different types of (laughs) milk that there are um but and again you can make your own milk i just encourage you not to use almonds and cashews um the term blood cashews is used a lot because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, workers' yeah. rights um, violated and a lot of intense conditions, violent intense conditions yeah. that in which cashews are harvested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, like, the, I guess, like, um, 
processing of them, like opening the nut, like yeah, releases an acid that burns. Burn. Like yeah. it burns and like they have to be basically like peeled, nutted. <laughs> they have to be peeled by hand. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so basically like that is something like even with gloves, like just working with an acid like constantly, like yeah. it's it's dangerous for workers. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. I think something, are there any things that y'all are thinking of that can be, that can be done to support food justice other than the things that we've already talked about? Mm -hmm. I think something is expanding food stamps and SNAP Mm -hmm. programs. Um, like you said, like giving more money to them so more people can have access to good food and also changing maybe the laws around it. In the state of Florida, you have to be working 80 hours a month um and if you're not working that amount you can't get food stamps Mm -hmm. you have to consistently be working that amount so let's say um like you can't get to a full 80 hours one month and like you could possibly get in trouble for that um and there's just a lot of really whack laws um that can really affect whether or not you can get food i also think doing your research is so important and this is Mm -hmm. not just important in food it's important in everything y'all mm-hmm. I need you to read because I remember there was a lot of talk or a lot of like articles talking about how quinoa was harmful I don't even mm-hmm. remember why they said it was harmful I think was it was it also water? thirsty yeah, yeah water but it actually benefits certain communities yeah. it did benefit like Peru like Peru who had like um, was exporting a lot of quinoa um they did benefit from it like they're there was an increase in welfare and like this and that. Um, I think the only issue was that they have developed like three like Peruvians have developed about like three thousand types of quinoa, and because they've had to produce so much and because other people were coming in and like producing the quinoa, there has been like a loss of biodiversity. I think that's one of the that was one of the problems. Yeah. And like the fact that now they're producing quinoa in like other places too, um, so they're losing that. But at first it was really good. For, yeah. For people, and but I, I don't know. Work- it, it may have changed for now, right? But that's you. You always have to try to keep up with it because things are constantly changing. Things are constantly changing, yeah. and it's really important that you're keeping up. Like Ashley said with what's happening and you're doing your research and you're reading and I know it's so hard I okay an app that I want so if you are an app developer I'm giving you a free Mm -hmm. idea um I think would be a food justice like tracker to see like to provide like encyclopedia of information um a food cyclopedia I was gonna try to make a word (laughs) um so this actually exists it's called bycott like B U Y C O T T, and it's not just with food justice things. It basically like um you it's like obviously I'm pretty sure it does have some sort of limitations, but it has a bunch of like social justice issues, and you can click on the ones you care about. So like even LGBTQ issues, that sort of thing. Like you can click mm-hmm. on the ones you um like support, and then like when you go into a store, you scan the barcode, and it'll tell you if it. Um, supports or contradicts any campaigns and basically like it just has a bunch of campaigns in there Um, so like if you like want to stop if you're like oh anti like um 
gun violence is like one of your like things um and then you scan something i guess that like if the company supports like the um, nra, the NRA <laughs> yeah. it's going to like come up and like let you know yeah i don't know i looked for that for like ever not by really? but like i looked for an app the for concept. like a whole hour wow at yeah, least. I'm sure it's, like, Maybe limited. I didn't do all that. <laughs> <laughs> I did look for at least 30 minutes. It's probably, like, limited. I'm not saying that's, like, the end, but, like, that was really helpful to me, um, like, yeah. when I first started being, like, more conscious about, like, the things that I purchased, like, you know, like, um, if you, like, put, like, um, ending, like, child slavery, like, it'll tell you which chocolates mm. are, like, not... Yeah, Good. I'm gonna call myself out because I just told you all to do your research and I only looked for 30 minutes for an app <laughs> that apparently exists. Sorry um. for the computer de- app developers no, I like, told you I was gonna give you a free idea for. No, but I think there are, like, other ones also and, like, honestly, like, again, like, looking, even looking these things up, like, the time that it took you to do that, like, um, and sometimes things don't come up right away, like, I don't mm-hmm. even remember how I found it, like, like, having that time is a privilege and, like, obviously, like, we all do the best we can, like, yeah. because, think about it, like, even if you took 30 minutes to look up this, that's 30 minutes that you weren't looking up, like, some other thing about food justice, like, we're never gonna know it all, like, it's just a process to learn more and more, but, like, mm-hmm. imagine how long it would take you to, like, be in the grocery store if you looked up literally every, every item, like, every company, and then, like, yeah, it already takes me so long because I'm like lost in the yeah. store. <laughs> yeah, literally lost yeah. in the store. Dissociating um, in the store. <laughs> <laughs> I dissociate frequently in grocery stores, but we can yeah. talk about that another time. Yeah. All right, Alex and Ashley, do you have any closing thoughts? Hmm. T h o t s. Yes. Yes. Just myself. <laughs> um. No, just like understanding like you know we can all definitely do something you know even if you can't do everything do something and a lot of times it's not even so difficult as like doing your own research lots of people will do research for you and consolidate it so just following the right people like if you follow on twitter the ciw it's just at ciw which is the coalition of immokalee workers they'll keep you up to date on the fair food program and ways like this is literally by the like the migrant workers themselves like how you can help them, um, other groups, like, I run, um, like, on Instagram, at VegFSU, you don't need to go to, um, FSU or anything, I post lots of, like, educational materials on, like, like, the burning of the Amazon, or, like, um, how, like, ICE, um, deports people, like, from their workplaces, like, like, at poultry plants, that sort of thing, like, information, research that I have consolidated, or, like, um, people I know have, like, worked on bringing it together, like, so other people don't have to do that research, you know, Mm -hmm. that information is available to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. Follow those, follow those, please do. Um, yeah, no, I just want to say, kind of to reiterate what we've said a lot and emphasized on, is to try, period. <laughs> That's it. Just try to do better. If you can do the minimum, the minimum that you are able to do, um, whatever your body and your mind facilitates you to do, like, do it. Um, if you know, it's it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good stuff. Um, and yeah, you know. If you have a food not bombs in your area, that's a grassroots collective that 
um, they do meal shares for the community and so essentially they just go out um, they'll have like a little pantry with different hygiene goods food and perishables um, and it's just for whoever stops by and like feels that they need something um, so yeah there's there should be one in almost every medium to large city in the US uh, so check it out and um, ask your friends if they've eaten and how they're feeling that's good too yeah that is yeah. really important I think that I want to leave off on in again just like I said last episode like even though there's a lot of negative things going on like you do have so much power True. and mm -hmm. you do have the power to make change and you are all beautiful capable people and I truly do believe that retweet and if you're just again like what Ashley said just do what you can if you're able to stop drinking almond milk great if you're able mm -hmm. to reduce your meat consumption great if you're able to just do more research and start making investments into doing those things also mm -hmm. great whatever it is that you can do to make this world a better place and also um increase food justice for other people mm -hmm. um, who don't have the same access as you then that is what's really important so thank you so much for listening um thank you candace for having us yeah, thank you so much queen you're so welcome um make sure you follow me at us uncomfortable on twitter and instagram make sure you send me questions for me to answer on the next episode mm -hmm. and you can also email me at this makes us uncomfortable at gmail and i hope you all have a beautiful beautiful day Yee. bye bye, bye. bye.